Welcome to the Easy Method, Digging Deep with Elaine Zelker, where you'll be listening to the struggles and strategies that new female entrepreneurs face in their first few years of business. We will dig deep into their world and see what tips and tricks they may have for you. Plus, we'll even outsource and take it to the crowd to see how you, the listeners, can help them overcome some of their obstacles. Hello, everybody. My name is Elaine Zelker, and welcome to the Easy Method, Digging Deep. And we are going to be digging deep today with Sarah Mueller. Sarah is a single mom to four amazing boys and a Wharton graduate turned decluttering expert. In 2017, she founded two online communities on Facebook, Decluttering Club and Declutter My Home, where over 100,000 members are transforming their lives through decluttering and organizing without being overwhelmed or burning out. Sarah has gone from needing an income to creating an incredible business she has today. She is down to earth, generous, and completely relatable. Her groups are the largest and most supportive decluttering and organizing groups on the planet. She has been even recognized by Facebook. And before I even start, um, uh, Sarah and I can see each other, but you guys aren't gonna see this, but. Um, behind me is my desk. And just like when you prepare your house for your cleaning lady to come, I decluttered my desk to make it look nice because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be online or, or talking to her and feel like things around me were cluttered because just like a cluttered mind, it's going to make, you know, maybe this interview not go as well. So I needed things around to be, be, to be peaceful and decluttered and clean in order for this an interview to go well. So welcome, Sarah. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> oh, thank you, Elaine. That's so sweet. It looks beautiful behind you, by the way. It really does. <laughs> so you are um, an amazing woman. You have an online site called earlybirdmom.com. And it's probably been in existence for how many years now? Like, uh, I think it's going on five years. It's five years. So really, um, things changed a little bit more recently, two years ago on Facebook. But, but Early Bird Mom has been, you know, you're saying five years long. Can you tell, so tell us, we're going to dive right in. So tell me, tell us a little bit about yourself and about Early Bird Mom. Um, so by, so again, thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to be here. I'm, I'm just thrilled and honored. Um, so Early Bird Mom was, is my blog that I started, again, about five years ago. Um, I had been a homeschooling mom, and I had been running an e-commerce business. I sold that business, and I took about a year off just to kind of be with my kids. And I was married at the time, and but I kind of got bored, you know, because you have all this free time when you have four kids, right? <laughs> but um so I decided to start just kind of writing because um, my customers in my prior business really liked my writing and they liked how I, you know, how I thought about things. So I decided to start writing, you know, this kind of typical mom blog, uh, which is what it started out with. And it's really morphed over the years into being more focused down on organizing and decluttering, um, you know, into what it is today. But that's how we got started. That's awesome. So you've been doing it for over five years. So what, what changed um, either with social media or you personally that you really, you know, from the blog transferred over um, to doing things on Facebook, like with these Facebook communities and groups and then really launched? Did you feel like you grew because of Facebook? And Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, again, I was, I started out um, doing this very part-time, um, you know, as basically a stay-at-home mom, and then I had this writing, um, and then right in the middle of that, I got divorced, and so obviously the situation changed, and I needed to go full-time, um, and at the same time, I decided that I wanted to niche down, so, um, you know, you hear this a lot that, um, 
if you are more focused and if you are known for one thing, then you're going to grow a lot faster. Um, you're going to have more authority, more expertise. And so I, I decided to do that with the decluttering and organizing. And then at the same time, I kind of, I kind of unlocked the, the secrets. I really feel like it's a secret because so many people don't understand it, but how to properly use Facebook for business. Um, you know, we all we use it for personal use and, you know, we're all super skilled at that, but um, Facebook has changed so much over the, the years that um, most businesses really don't understand how to use it effectively. And I, you know, I, I stumbled across a mentor almost accidentally and just learned almost overnight how to, how to properly use social media and Facebook. Um, and so that in conjunction with me focusing in on my, you know, on my one topic of expertise just exploded everything mm -hmm. kind of overnight. So, so let's go back a little bit because we're, we're, I'm talking with women entrepreneurs that are obviously juggling life and, you know, you talked about being divorced and you have four children, you were homeschooling and you have this quote online business. So to call us entrepreneurs, and I'm the same way, I'm a photographer, I do brand strategy, I'm teaching, I'm doing this podcast. So when we call ourselves entrepreneurs, when, what was it for you that made it helped you take the leap into entrepreneurism? Like, tell us about that journey with like the beginning parts of it. Like you had a craft, mm -hmm. you talked about writing mm -hmm. and because we have so many platforms out there, like social media and Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and Twitter, putting our ideas out there. Yeah. In the beginning, it could start off as a hobby. What changed for you to make this a mm -hmm. career as an entrepreneur woman using these platforms? You know, I've always, I think I've always been an entrepreneur. I can remember being like 10 years old and having, you know, ideas about how to sell things. Um, and so I've just, I just always loved being able to, you know, to make my own living and be my own boss, right? So um, I did have a corporate job up until my oldest child was born in 2000. And I did, I went back to work for a couple months, but um, the commute was really long. It was just, it was really hard. And so I left that job and became a consultant and that worked out really well. But I, you know, I, I remember having a discussion with my neighbor across the street. Wouldn't it be great if, you know, if we could have like, you know, a business that would work when we weren't working, when we were playing with our kids, you know? And so from that time on, I've just really pursued this, um, you know, and it's so much fun. You know, it, it doesn't always work out the way you imagine it will work. Like it never works out the way you think it's going to work. But um, I just, I cannot get enough of, um, you know, solving people's problems. I think that's what we do as entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. um, we are solving problems for people, you know, whether it's the fact that they need, you know, some beautiful photography to put on their walls or to remember their graduation or, you know, whatever it is. We solve problems and I love, love, love doing that. And, you know, I, I love getting paid for that and, you know, just really impacting people in a way that I could never do if I was an employee, you know, at a corporation. About 80% of people, when they go to your website, they go to your about me page first because they want to relate to the person behind the brand. Mm -hmm. And how important do you feel that is in growing a business on social media to let people into your world? How, how important do you think that is? I think, I think it's great. Um, but I think that's for me, that's second. So, um, my business presence on, you know, and Facebook is, you know, 95% of my social media presence. I, I do have Pinterest as well. And I just started up with Instagram. Uh, it's mainly Facebook, but, um, for me, my business profile is first and foremost, it's about my fans. It's about my, you know, my readers, my viewers, 
and so I look to share things that are going to inspire them or help them or, uh, you know, teach them something or, you know, or even just give them a laugh, you know, and so that's how I pull them in. And that's how I, I help them to understand this is their place, right? It's not my place. Like, yes, I'm the leader, but it's not about me. Like it really, really isn't about me. Um, and then once they're pulled in and they go, oh yeah, you know, I relate to this. I relate to this, you know, struggle with my, you know, my closet or whatever. Once they get pulled into that, then they can get to know me, right? But they don't, I need to give them a reason to get to know me because, you know, if they just kind of stumble across me talking about myself, that's not really that interesting to them. Like, how did, you, how did you discover what people needed in the very beginning? So, so, so you're saying this stuff, and I'm thinking the same thing immediately. What would my audience want to know from you? What mm -hmm. is what is the benefit of it? So, so how do you know what your audience wants? Do you do surveys? Do you do polls? Like, do you or you just kind of put it out there and see what sticks? Uh, yes, <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> um, I ask a ton of questions, right? So I've had an email list for five years. Um, and I love, love, love communicating with people via email because it's, it's like that one-to-one. -one. It's like me writing my best friend an email, you know, a letter. And I have always maintained a dialogue, so I'll frequently ask them to respond. And so I've done, you know, I do a lot of surveys, but I don't call them surveys because people don't really like to answer mm -hmm. surveys. You know, they're like, oh, I don't have time for this. But if I say, hey, I have a quick question for you, you know, and then I send them to a forum with, you know, two, three, four questions. I say, you know, what's your biggest struggle when it comes to, you know, keeping your house clean? And, you know, if you honestly want to know, you are going to get a novel from some people. They are going to tell you their life story about why they can't keep their house clean and what they need. And, you know, once you, I mean, I always say if you, if you're having a hard time, you know, getting motivated or, you know, kind of like getting going on a project, just go talk to people and ask them like, what are they struggling with? And that fires me up like nothing else because they'll say, you know, oh, you know, I really can't do it because of this. And I'll be like, I have a solution for that, you know, so then that kind of gets me going again. So, yeah, I mean, I ask them. It's your ammunition. And like all of a sudden that one question to even one person answer gives you enough ammunition to maybe fire out five different blog posts that oh, are yeah. now going to affect hundreds of thousands of other people. So, yes. so the importance of this, this social media and, you know, I discovered this too, is it's a two way street. There's long gone is the time where you're just dumping information and walking away. Mm -hmm. you know, social oh, yeah. media is the whole part of social. You put information out and you want to communicate with the person back. It's not just dump and run anymore. You know, right, right. platforms that way. But if mm -hmm. you want to grow like the way that you're talking about growing. Um, so you talked about the journey. Talk about some of the struggles in the very beginning. So go back five years and think about the new writer that's out there that might be listening or mm -hmm. somebody that's just writing a blog. And, you know, what are some of those beginning stage struggles that you can maybe help them with in some of your, from your past? Well, um, I think one of my, one of my main struggles was that, you know, I felt bad about working when my kids were home, you know, like, oh, like I felt bad. I had to yeah, ask them to leave me alone, you know, and that, that was really hard. And I still struggle with that at times. Uh, I'm a lot better about Are it you now. Homeschooling? Well, they haven't been homeschooled for a long time. Okay. So yeah, no, they went back to school before, um, you know, probably five, six years ago. So they've been in school for a really long time. Um, but so that was one thing. Um, you know, another thing that, that probably wasn't such an issue with me, but I hear a lot from a lot of people is that, you know, who's going to want to pay me for what I have to teach, right? Especially because like all of this stuff is available online for free. You know, you can go to YouTube or you can go to Pinterest and, you know, get anything you want. 
And um, so like seeing the value in my work uh, and being willing to charge for it, you know, being willing to charge for it and say, this is, this is amazing. You know, if you have this problem, you need what I'm selling, <laughs> you need what I'm teaching and here's why. So with that, I want to go into finding mentors or coaches. Cause for me, it took me, you know, after five years of trying to do everything on my own, like I wanted to be the superwoman where I want to do this business on my own. But once I discovered coaches and mentors, everything changed for me and I will never not have a coach in my life. Can you, can you, how long, I mean, I think you, I know that you do have some coaches in the past. How long into your journey of entrepreneurism would you say you jumped and either got a coach or, and I'm not talking just looking at stuff online. I'm talking about investing in yourself mm -hmm. and, and, and investing in a coach or a mentor. Uh, yeah. So I've, um, you know, I've been more and more willing to invest in, you know, in resources, training, education, you know, um, tools and, and coaches, you know, more and more as time goes on, because I see that every time I do, um, it just puts me that much further ahead. Right. So, I mean, obviously you want to do your research. You don't want to just, you know, take whatever kind of like crosses your path. But, um, I think probably it's been, well, actually, so it's been two years since I really partnered up with, with the one woman who, who taught me how to do Facebook and just really changed everything for me. Um, that was about, that's been about two years and, um, you know, I've invested in, in coaching along the way since then. Um, and, you know, I think there's different kinds of coaching. You can get, right? you can get business coaching, you can get mindset coaching, you can get life coaching. Um, and it's all been so useful for me because, you know, I think we struggle in all of those areas, or at least we can grow in all of those different areas. And, um, so for me, it's just been sort of like, where, where do I see that I'm stuck? Mm -hmm. you know, where I think I should be, you know, at a particular spot and I'm not there yet. So what needs to happen to get me there? Like what, what's, what's in the way? Mm -hmm. And then how can I fix that? Like, is that, is that some training that I need? Um, do I need to just like get busy and make a plan or, um, you know, do I need someone to show me the way? Yeah. And it's like, they, it's, it's also like an accountability thing. I know oh, for me, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like when somebody, you have another set of eyes on what you're doing, that's external. They don't live with you. They're not your friends. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're dealing with all other multiple different um, entities as well, like different types of businesses. So when, you know, they're hyper-focused, when you have the, their attention, you know, they're, they're giving you these ideas. And sometimes for me, it's just like, you know what, just word that differently. And it's the, everything changed. <laughs> you know, it's the way that you're presenting things because you're so used to your every day that taking advice from somebody like a mentor or a business coach that just tweaks you a little bit can make the world of a difference. And it's being open-minded for those suggestions as well, because I know at first I was a little resistant, like, oh, what are they going to teach me? But wow, what, how mistaken I was, where I was introduced to different philosophies and strategies that have turned my business and me personally into such a different person. Oh my right. gosh. Just yeah. learning these little yeah. tips and tricks from people. Absolutely. And you know what? You show up differently. If you're if you're paying thousands of dollars to a coach, mm -hmm. you better believe you're gonna be doing your homework, right? Absolutely. Like that will give you motivation and accountability like nothing else, right? Like mm -hmm. you're gonna pay that much more attention um, you know, to what's going on there. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point, just about like getting that feedback. Um, is so, so vital when you reach a particular level. I think, you know, like when I was starting out, I probably wasn't ready for coach because I just needed to learn some techniques and kind of get my feet wet. Mm -hmm. But um, then when you get a little further in, you know, you could be trying to apply a technique or a strategy or, you know, whatever it is. 
um, but you're missing some important detail. And whereas a coach can go, oh, you just need to change it and do this, you know, or, you know, well, have you done this? And you go, oh, I didn't realize that that was that important. And a coach can just pinpoint that immediately and save you so much time and uh, an effort. Yeah. No, it's definitely worth the investment. And, and not everybody needs, and, I, and I'm glad you said it in the beginning. I didn't need it either because I still didn't, because I didn't know what my niche was. I did. I was all over the place with doing everything in photography and doing teaching classes and this and that where when I finally found a coach and for me personally, it was discovering what my true mission, vision, and values were. Mm -hmm. And once I discovered that everything changed for me. So now mm -hmm. I teach it. I think it's so important for we as women, especially women entrepreneurs to understand what our mission is mm -hmm. because then with that mission, comes your values and the vision of what you need to do. So my values play a huge part in that. So I understood finally what my values are. Say I don't want to work on the weekends anymore because I need to be with my family. If I don't pursue those values to create the person I want to be, my vision and my mission will never come to fruition because all those things work simultaneously together. You've got your mission on the top. You need to create, my mission is to empower as many people as I can to use their gifts and talents to rise and soar. It comes off you know, so easily now because I say and I believe in it so strongly. But in order to get to that mission, my vision and my values have to be in par too. Because mm -hmm. if they're not, my mission will never come to fruition. So mm -hmm. I feel like women have to really dig deep and study themselves to know the why. Why are you doing that? Absolutely. So my mission and my personal mission in life, which then carries through into my business, is to live a life that is free from excess so that I can make room for the things that are important to me. Mm -hmm. right? That is why we work on decluttering. That is why we get organized. That is why we you know, let go of the extra stuff that's weighing us down because it's just preventing us from the important stuff in life. So that's, what, um, that's the mission of you know, my life and my business. So, and that, that's a word of advice I'd say for new entrepreneurs is don't wait too long to figure out your why, you know, because if, if you don't have your why, it's just, just stuff written down like that, that why has to turn into purpose and the purpose comes with action. Is there anything like maybe some tips and tricks that you can tell the listeners about, you know, if you can share any of that, like some tips on how to possibly grow it, it a Facebook business or a group? Yeah. Oh, I'm a guess. Absolutely. So number one is um, you want to be focused, right? Like it, it's been very common in the past. And I think a lot of people still have this where they like to cover a lot of topics, right? They like to cover, you know, cooking and recipes and decorating and this and that. And that is a, that does not work anymore on social media. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe it does, but you're just not going to get the reach because you may have one person who is just obsessed with cooking and you want that diehard fan right? You want that, the, that person who's going to read every one of your recipes. They're not going to want to know about, you know, your personal finance strategy, you know, or vice versa. So you really, really want to niche down, um, especially on your social media. It doesn't mean you can't have a broader focus, like let's say on your blog or in your business, but um, on so so social media in particular, you want each account to have one focus. Um, and don't go and create three, right? <laughs> like you got to start with one thing at a time. So um, otherwise you'll just be spread too thin. So that's the first thing is to, to niche down and be focused in um, and look for that diehard fan on social media. 
And then the second thing is, it's not about you. <laughs> I, I'm, I apologize, but it's just, nobody cares. They don't, they do not care about you. They do not care about me until, you know, until you've showed them that you care about them and that you have something for them. Um, then they will care about you and then they will love you. I mean, my fans adore me. Like they notice when I change my lipstick, for goodness sakes, like they are, <laughs> yeah. they are so invested in my life now, but it's because, um, I attracted them with my message first, not because I said, here I am, you know, mm -hmm. here's what I have, you know, here, here's who I am. They don't care about you, um, until mm -hmm. you have brought them in. So, um, you know, your face should not be all over the Facebook page. It really shouldn't. It should be about your reader and, you know, making them look good or making them, you know, enjoy what's going on. So, so your, your, your content is more important than who is coming from. And, and because if it, again, if it aligns with your mission is to educate people, they're, it's the product that you're giving them, you know, and I do, I do believe that there is a likability too that you have to portray. You can't be afraid to put yourself on social media and, and cause you do a lot of live stuff. Like, so, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. this is one of the biggest things I know that a majority of our listeners are going to freak out about is when for me, I do teach, like it's, you do have to let people into your world a little bit with these live videos. Tell us, take us back to, because I remember when I first met you, you were just starting with a lot of this stuff and we yeah. did a photo shoot together for your brand and which uh -huh. came out beautiful. What, tell us like the importance of letting people a little bit in your world with live video. Yeah. People love live video. They really do. They, they want to know that you're a real person. And, um, even if you have a very small audience, you're kind of like a celebrity if you are on live video. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, they don't really care whether you have, you know, a few fans or, you know, hundreds of thousands of millions. Um, so it's, it's, it endears you to them, right? If you're willing to go, I mean, I've dropped my phone on live video. My kids have walked through, <laughs> you know, the dog bark, just taken me doing this over and over and over and over again. And um, getting more and more comfortable, and again realizing that um, it's not—it's not about me. Even when I'm on live video, I am sharing things with my audience, and I'm giving them a ch chance to talk to each other, and I'm—I'm I'm teaching them things. So, when I remember that, then I realize it's not—you know—I don't have to be nervous about showing up. You know, I just need to be prepared, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that we're not prepared. Um, we can still be professional and show up, and you know, give a good presentation with the understanding that, you know, things do happen, you know, the technology doesn't work or whatever happens. Um, my people in particular, I think maybe entrepreneurs in general really struggle with perfectionism and, you know, well, yeah. if I can't do this perfectly, then why should I bother? And, you know, you have no control over that with live video. Right? So it cures you of that really quickly. And it, you know, it shows, it shows like my fans, Hey, you know, things happen. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's okay. And so then they, if they know that I'm okay with not being perfect, then they're going to be more willing to take action in their lives because that prevents them from achieving the results that they want because mm -hmm. they're like, well, I, I can't do this perfectly. But when they see me, you know, having things that, that happen, mm -hmm. then it helps them to loosen up a little bit. And then, you know, ironically, then they, they get the results that they want. So. And, and it gets easier. We tell us, like, oh, like yeah. even, you know, I, I even debated right now, like you and I are seeing each other live. Do I put this on as a live video? Do we want to see each other? It's important, right? I have the footage. I could possibly use some of it, but, you know, I just want people to just 
sit back and listen and, and, you know, realize that this could be you too. You know, where we were, you know, you know, women, we're women entrepreneurs. We jump ship saves from, from corporate America and are living the dream. It's a hard dream. It's not easy. This is not handed to us. It's, you know, we probably work more hours per week and invest way more time and money into ourselves than we did with somebody else. Um, let's go back to the entrepreneurship. What, what advice, these will be some of our rapid fire questions I'm going to start giving you now. What advice, and they're just like right off the cuff. Like don't even really think about you know much what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs who are just starting out um you know what don't quit like the first thing isn't going to work the second thing isn't going to work you have to keep going like i know a lot of people bounce around you know oh, well that didn't work so i'll try this that that is you're never going to get anywhere by mm -hmm. by doing that so you just have to keep going mm -hmm. yep and then tweak things along the way like it's okay oh, yeah. that you know, I don't believe in failure. I think it's called change to me. If it mm. didn't work, or I didn't hit that extreme goal that I had set. Well, what am I going to do differently now in mm. order to have a different outcome? So the failures to me are just stepping stones to, to the greater goal that I'm going after. So, you know, it's a, it's always a learning experience, experience as well. Mm -hmm. All right. A couple more rapid fires and we'll wrap it up. <laughs> what, <laughs> what would others be surprised to learn about you? Um, hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I'm, <laughs> my kids keep telling me I'm, I'm weird and different. Like I'm definitely not, um, I, I, I'm a little outside the box, maybe a lot outside the box, but, um, what would others be? I don't know. I guess, I guess I've just really learned how to, you know, like I don't work a million hours. Like I, I really, I don't subscribe to that anymore. I did that for a really long time. Um, yeah, I'm not like, I'm not a workaholic. Um, you know, and I do like to unplug and all of that. And, um, you know, my business is very lightweight. I guess mm -hmm. that's probably something that would be very surprising. I don't have a large team. I do have um, some part-time help, which is fantastic, but mm -hmm. um, I just keep it really, really simple. Great. Um, what are you working on right now that thrills you the most? So we are actually in the middle of a launch. So we are launching, uh, relaunching my membership group. Um, so much fun. We're doing a challenge um, on my, in my Facebook group, which is just like, I can't tell you how exciting and how fun it is to go live and have all these people show up and, you know, and then have them come back and report back and say, look what I did here. You know, here's my pictures. Um, so that is super fun. That's um, awesome. What is the biggest myth about running or owning your own business? Um, wow. So I think probably like a lot of people think it's, it's easy and, um, you know, you make a lot of money. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do think, you know, they, they kind of do the math. They look at the size of my group and they're like, well, you must be, you know, a gazillionaire. Right? Exactly. And, um, you know, it, it may or may not make a lot of money and we're working on that. Um, but it's just, you know, every day, it's just showing up every single day and being willing to take those risks. And I know, you know, a lot of people are just not willing to take those risks, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that is, that is a fundamental um, part of being an entrepreneur you know, you, there's no paycheck, right? Like yeah. you are creating your own paycheck. There's, Absolutely. No, there's no insurance, right? You have to be there for yourself. And, um, you know, just being willing to, to have your own back, um, is, is a huge difference from having, you know, the nine to five. Absolutely. Cause if we're not working, it's not working. Who are, who or what keeps you grounded? Um, you know, running keeps me grounded right now. I have recently started running and I cannot tell you how much I love it. It's so crazy. And I'm, I started running for myself, mm -hmm. you know, like not to look better, not, you know, not to run a marathon just because I wanted to do it for myself and it has just really worked out. And now I can't, I can't even 
like I'm so obsessed with it. It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy. It's like my time to think. Mm -hmm. Do you share any of that journey online with your audience? Mm -hmm. as, as far, so you do. I do. I do. It's really fun. So after I go, um, after I go running frequently, I'll do like a little recorded video and I'll share that in my membership group, you know, and I'm all sweaty. Yes. And, you know, I'm like, my hair is in a ponytail. So um, that has been a really fun thing. So I'll, you know, kind of relate something I thought about when I was running to back to, you know, life in general or, you know, organizing or something or motivation, you know, all kinds of things. So yeah. I love it. So you are 100% your walking, talking brand of who you are. And that mission is with you everywhere you go. And it's like, and it's like, I'm so, you know, honored that you're one of my first guests on the show because I love that you're keeping it real and it's raw. And it's like, what, what I see here is what I'm going to see online too. So anybody, one of the last things I'm going to do um, for the show today is how can we help Sarah? Is there anything that us, the, the, the audience and the people listening, what can we do to help Sarah? So Sarah, tell us something that maybe you're working on or how can we as an audience help you um, create something or help you in your business today? That I love that question. Thank you so much for that. Um, I think there's two things actually. So the first one is that you know if if you if they need help with decluttering and organizing, or if they know somebody who's looking for that, send them my way, right? I mean, Decluttering Club on Facebook, like we just have an amazing, amazing community, and people have changed their lives, like without exaggeration. So you know, I'm always, always looking for you know new people who who want help. So that's the first thing. Um, you know, we love we love new people. We really do. Uh, it's really exciting when they join. So there's that. And then um, kind of in conjunction with that, I love to bring on other people and interview other people on my Facebook page mm -hmm. or in my membership group. You know, I have a, diff uh, a few different places where I talk to people mm -hmm. who may have something that's, you know, somewhat related to my topic, but maybe with a little bit of a different twist. So um, you know, if there's someone who has an expertise in decorating or in, you know, fashion or, you know, makeup or whatever, um, you know, like landscaping, all these different topics, they're all um, so relevant to my audience. And um, so we'd love to hear about that kind of stuff. And I'd love to be able to share that kind of thing with my audience, you know, and just give them, you know, more value, you know, by bringing on other people and kind of introducing other people to my audience. Absolutely. So I would love to hear from people if they, if they have something to share. That would be great. So what we're going to do is um, I will leave links below um, wherever you're listening to this podcast in the information. Um, tell us your websites or where you would want people to come find you. Okay. So yeah, earlybirdmom.com is my blog, by the way. I do not like the name. Um, horrendous choice, but <laughs> it's so much work to change it. Um, so there's that. Um, and you can find me on Facebook at Decluttering Club is my Facebook page. And um, you know, those are the best, the best places to reach me. I will leave links below where people can find you and give you some more tips and tricks, but I appreciate you sharing some of your struggles and the stories behind becoming this entrepreneur. And you're in it a little bit longer than some of the entrepreneurs we're going to be um, interviewing, but I want them to understand that this is, this is a journey. This is not an end destination where this is, mm -hmm. this is part of who we are and figuring out what our mission, vision, and values are, are so important. And um, I'm happy that you took the time to come and chat with us about your journey today. And we wish you nothing but the best of luck and continuing growth on your Facebook platform, which you're still already kicking butt. So, um, and if anybody has any questions, I'll have them reach out to you as well. But thank you so much for joining us. And um, I look forward to seeing you grow. Thank you, Elaine. It was my pleasure. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye, guys.
Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to The Easy Method, where we're going to be digging deep to discover your stories and struggles of being a new entrepreneur. If you or somebody you know would like to be on the show, come on over to elainezelker.com and follow it to the Digging Deep podcast where you can apply as well. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you.